Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We honor you. And we give you praise. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. It is a, a, a light unto our path. We thank you, God. And I ask you, Lord, that you, if you would just touch the hearts of your people, open their hearts, prepare their hearts to receive your word today. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Today, we, celebra- we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. Yes. Amen. And Pentecost Sunday, the book of Acts talks about how when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Holy Spirit fell. The Holy Spirit fell with power and fire on the day of Pentecost. During these times, Jews from all over the world came, came to bring their first fruits during the Feast of Pentecost. It is also believed that on Pentecost, the Jews also celebrated the giving of the law when God gave the law of Moses on Mount Sinai. The perfection of the law of Moses is expressed all through the scripture. We can see this in Psalms, the 19th chapter, the 7th through the 11th verse, and it reads, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the souls. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord are true, bringing altogether righteousness. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey. Than honey from the comb. By them indeed your servant is warned, and keeping them is great rewards. Pentecost is about the Spirit and the Word coming together. When Peter came out of the upper room on the day of Pentecost, he was full of the Word and the Holy Ghost power. He spoke life into about 3,000 souls who repented and changed their way of thinking about our risen Savior. Today, I want to talk to you about speaking life. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Matthew 12, 36, verse, Matthew 12, verses 36 and 37 says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Words are powerful. 
We will be accountable before God and we will be accountable. We are accountable to ourselves for our words. Our words are productive or counterproductive in our lives. You know the phrase, every careless word that Matthew 12 is referring to are words that are, that are non-productive words. These are words that you speak, but don't believe them. You know, let me give you an example. When she gets home, I'm a killer. Uh-huh. You don't really mean that you're going to kill her, but you're just emphasizing how mad you are. Every time you say things that you don't really mean, unconsciously, it's beginning to numb your heart. Now, when you begin to say things that you really meant, it gets a little harder to believe your words because of the numbness of your heart. Amen? There's a reason the word says in Philippians 4 and 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You know, we got to meditate on the positive things. Amen. We got to chew on the positive things because they go from our head to our heart. Amen. I think it's like 12 inches, 14 inches, somewhere in there. But when we chew on them in our mind, it goes to our hearts. And the, and the Bible says uh, what you speak out of your mouth is what's in your heart. Amen. So you got to get it down in your heart. You got to get the positive thinking. You got to get the positive word in your heart. Amen. You got to meditate on positive thinking. And that just leads me to point number one. Words are containers of power. I'm going to say that again. Words are containers of power. Mark 11, verses 12 through 14 says, On the following day, when they came to Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. The Bible says his disciples heard it. Words spoken in the atmosphere have the ability to encourage or discourage you. They can lift you up or they have the power to bring you down. Amen. There was a person in my life who I highly respected that unintentionally spoke nev negative words over me. Listen, they said, 
They said that I would never be a good speaker because I talk real, real slow. Listen, I was silent for years. I was scared to speak for years because she spoke that negativity. But there was a, another woman in my mother-in-law. She came and she spoke positive words over me. She called me into the ministry. Actually, she put her hand in my back and pushed me into the ministry. She pushed me up there and made me start speaking. You know, and my wife and I, you know, we began to preach and we grew a church and here we are today. Amen. That's what God can do. There's power in words. Amen. You know, I had to come. To, I had to come in agreement with what God says about me. You know, uh, our pastor, you know, he said in uh, his legacy series, faith agrees with what God agrees and what God says. So I had to come in agreement with what God agrees and what God said for my life. Amen. I had to take out that negative thinking and put in some positive thinking. Amen. I had to begin to start speaking positive over my life. I had to begin to say, I can talk. I can speak. I, fear don't grip me. I'm going to speak. I had to open up my mouth and begin to speak. Amen. That leads me to point number two. If we say it with our mouths and believe it in our hearts, we can have what we say. Do you believe that? That's what the word says. Do you believe that? Now, after Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he went into Jerusalem, him and his disciples, and he went into uh, the synagogue and he turned over the table and, 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 and told them that God's house is a house of prayer, not be selling stuff in there. But anyhow, and on, their, on their way returning from Jerusalem, I'm going to pick up the story, continue the story in verse 19. And it reads, as they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered, withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. He also made it very clear who qualifies to use words in this way. He said, whosoever. Whosoever. Are you a whosoever? Because if you are, then you qualify 
And your words can affect the natural and the supernatural word. Do you qualify? Are you a whoso, whosoever? Amen. I am a whosoever. Look at somebody and say, I am a whosoever. My words contain power. Hallelujah. I'm walking in the power of my words. My God. Listen, the words that have power are words that are filled with faith. Amen. And it's important to understand that the faith, that the faith filled words are not our human, human faith. Amen. God has given, the Bible says, that God has given us all a measure of faith. He has given us the same measure of faith. He has given me the same measure as he given Pastor Lewis, our senior pastor. He has given you the same faith, same measure of faith that he has given Pastor Lewis. It's like he took a, a big pot of faith and he took a soup spoon and began to scoop it in there and he gave it to Pastor Lewis and then he used the same spoon and scooped it in and gave it to, gave it to Pastor Lenny. Then he took the same spoon and scooped it in and gave it to Pastor David. And then he took the same spoon and scooped it in and gave it to you way back there. Amen. He took the same spoon and gave you and I the same measure of faith. Amen. But there's a key. We have to learn how to exercise our faith so it can grow. Amen? Listen. Little faith, little power. Big faith, big power. Come on now. What are you walking in? You walking in little faith or big faith? Amen? It's up to you because he gave us all the same measure. We, that's just like your muscles. We, God gave all of us muscles, but some of us go in the gym and work out a little bit. Amen. We got to go into the, to the Holy Ghost gym and get into the word of God and begin to exercise our faith muscles. Amen. We got to speak life over our own situation. I know this may sound old school to some of you, but how many of you know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? These principles work, saints. Listen, I've been delivered from drugs for over 35 years. These these principles work. They work. You know, I, 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 I was sick. I had, I had a sickness that could have killed me. 
But I began to speak the word over. Speak the word over. Speak the word over. I get up in the morning, speak the word. At night, I speak the word. I found scriptures of healing. I speak the word. I speak the healing word. I speak the healing word. And I am here today to tell you that I'm healed from the words that I spoke. See, you know, pastor taught about miracles. You have to partner with miracles. Amen. See, we have to do our part to make it happen. The best is yet to come for our families. The best is yet to come for our citywide family. But we got to do our part. Amen. We got a new house. We got to do our part. Amen. We're partners with Pastor Lewis and Pastor Yesenia in this building. Amen. We're all working together to build up the kingdom. Amen. If we say it with our mouths and believe it with our hearts, we shall have what we say. Amen. And that leads me to part point number three. Point number three, what words are you speaking? You know, about four or five years ago, my wife and I did a class on Jimmy Evans' uh, series, Total Freedom Journey. He brings out how powerful words spoken over over you can become strongholds. A stronghold is what the devil uses to keep us in bondage. He called it a house of thoughts. A house of thoughts. The devil tries to plant thoughts in our mind and he builds a house of thoughts in our mind if we allow them to continue continue to fester in our mind they'll become a stronghold in our lives but first second corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says casting down arguments casting down uh, arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We got to cast them down. We got to bring them, bring them into captivity, bring our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Proverbs 23 and 7 says that as you think in your heart, so are you. And Luke 6, 45 says that what you speak comes from the abundance of your heart. So what you speak out of your mouth, it comes from what's in your heart. In other words, the way that you think controls the way that you talk. So whatever you talk in, that's what's in your heart. 
See, you know, the word captive in the scripture means spear point. And back in the Bible days, if any, if an enemy came into the camp, they would put a spear to the neck of him and bring him to the commander. If an enemy came into the camp, they would take their spear and stick it right here. And and he ain't going to move because he's going to die. And they would bring him to the commander. Bible says that we got to take every thought captive. We got to bring it to the knowledge of God. If it don't meet the standard of God's word, then we got to cast it down. We got to take it captive. Amen. We got to bring it to the standard of the word of God. Amen. And if it don't meet God's standard, we got to cast it down. We have to be vigilant. We can't just sit around and do nothing. We got to work the word of God. Amen. We want miracles. We got to partner with miracles. Amen. And it is not that we're trying to get God to listen to us, for God is already on our side. We're speaking to the devil to make him listen. We have to speak the word of God to the devil. Amen. We got to speak the word of God to all them negative thoughts. We got to cast them down. We got to speak God's word over every negative thought that anybody speaks over you. Freedom is the result of replacing toxic toxic lies that the devil has introduced to us. We got to replace those toxic lies, amen, with the word of God. We got to meditate. We got to chew on the word of God. We got to let it drop 12 inches into our hearts so we can begin to speak it over our lives, amen. So we can begin to speak the power of God in our lives. Amen. We can begin to see change rapidly in our lives. We can speak the word of God over the mountains in our lives, over the situations and circumstances in our life. As we begin to speak the word, you, I guarantee you, you will begin to see change in your life. See... The devil preys on people who are ignorant to the word of God. Amen. You know, many of us have arguments in our head that we need to settle. Let's begin to speak life over our situation. Maybe you've been on the fence about going all the way for God. I want to tell you today that Jesus loves you. Jesus said the words I speak over you are spirit and life. He wants us to have life and life more abundantly. Listen, I know that there are many of you mothers and fathers, and I am even included, 
who are struggling with children who are on the wrong path. I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Keep speaking life. Speak life over their lives. Husbands and wife, you better believe the devil's coming after your marriage. That's a guarantee. So stop speaking death over your marriage. Begin to speak life over your marriage. Amen. Begin to speak the word of God over your wife. Husbands, begin to speak over your wives. Wives, begin to speak what God says about your husband. Don't look at who he is. Look at what God says he is. Don't look at what he's doing. Look at what God says he's going to do. Amen. Don't give the devil no room in your marriage. I'm telling you. I've been married since Moses was around. I know. Come on now. I still love her. I still love her. I speak life over my baby right there, boy. Every day, every day. We got to speak life over our minds and tear down those negative thoughts and lies that the devil been building in your mind. Change your thoughts. Then you will change your life. Amen. I want to pray. I want to pray. Well, we're going to pray. I want to ask the altar workers to come and the worship team to come. And we're going to pray. I want to ask those that. Can we, can we all just stand? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, a lot of people are on vacation. You know, it's Memorial Day weekend. We get days off of work. I want to tell you something. That the enemy doesn't take vacation. He's always on. He's always on the prowl. The Bible says he roams around like a roaring lion. Looking, seeking to whom he made the vow. See, when the enemy comes by you, you got to speak the word. And he'll go past you. He's seeking those that are ignorant to the word. But now you have heard the word. I want to I talk to the, to the married couples. You know, uh, uh, um, the enemy has been trying to wreak havoc on your marriage. And we want to pray for you. So I want to ask those of you that are struggling, don't look to 
who's looking at you. Don't worry about who's looking at you. Just be concerned that you want your marriage to work and that God wants your marriage to work. And if God says your marriage will work, it will work. So I want to ask, I want to ask the, those that are struggling in their marriage to come up. I want to ask those that are struggling in their walk with the Lord and you need prayer. I want to ask you to come up. I want to ask those that are struggling in their lives. They may be struggling with drugs. I'm here to tell you that I, I've been delivered for 35 years. God is a deliverer. God can set you free. Those parents that have children that are on drugs. I want to ask you to come up and proxy for your child today. Come up and stand in the gap for your child. Amen. As the worship team begins to worship, come. Come and let us come in agreement with you. Let us come and speak life over your situations. Come up. I invite you to come up.